1: let me throw a scenario out there all right so kyle and i are going to do some role play it's not the first time we've done it on the show but we don't do it very <laughs> often uh so which one do you want you want to take the first role or the second role there kyle uh i think we both end up calling each other babe at some point in time in here so don't don't let that frighten I'll, you i'll do the the second one sure, okay i haven't read all of it so <laughs> all right You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. What happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. Remote Raid Passes may be seeing some changes in the future. It's time to get primal with Groudon and Kyogre. Tour Global will be coming to in anywhere near you this weekend, and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the GoCast podcast. It's episode 226. We're recording on February 21st. Yet another lovely Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man? I'm here. Oh, that's a new one. That's a new one. (laughs) Here is. Wow. I think that probably begs more questions than any of the other sort of neutral answers you have given in the past, because we know what you mean when you say like live in the dream. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. It's been a wild
2: two weeks, right? Some. I don't know. Time has not had meaning since like Christmas.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I can't believe that February is almost over, to be very honest with you. Um, but yeah, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Uh, last week, we didn't have a chance to record together, and I had to record a little bit before uh, I ran out to Vegas this past weekend. And we will be talking about uh, Hohen Tour Vegas a little bit, and we'll also be touching on Global again. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, But first and foremost, let's give a shout out to two of our new patrons, Catherine and Brandon. Thank you so, so much to both of you for your patronage. We appreciate your support so, so much Uh, more about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. We set some goals two weeks ago. (laughs) We should probably visit those and yeah. uh, yeah, check those boxes off. Uh so for yourself you wanted to hatch a shiny frillish, uh hopefully from eggs was your main goal there, right? Yeah, didn't happen. I did hatch like
2: I don't know, fifty eggs that that week. Wow. Yeah, no, you and, that's, uh, that's the old yeah. college
1: stray for sure.
2: <laughs> did not see many encounters, but that's because I wasn't playing because uh life got in the way.
1: But did life get in the way of you making mega progress?
2: yes this this that's a no for me oh
1: okay all right uh love disc research day remember remember that happened that feels like a I lifetime remember ago. that
2: happened <laughs> i did not take part
1: okay okay that makes a lot of sense you know i suppose it would be weird if when you say something as as all encompassing as that that like maybe one thing you did and like
2: no that makes <laughs> sense that makes sense yeah uh the eggs were all accomplished before life got in the way and yeah, you know, Pokemon Go has just been on the uh the low end of the totem pole for me lately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I you know what? As we talk about on the show, that's that's probably healthy, that itch. That's not yeah. a top priority all the time. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. good. Um, for myself, I also wanted to get a shiny frillish, but it was from any avenue of acquisition. It did not have to be eggs. It could be, couldn't just been anything. And I was lucky enough to find a shiny female frillish in the wild. So I did get that just one. Unfortunately, yes. I was uh, yeah. checking all of them, trying to get one for Kyle. Cause I had a feeling that it wasn't going to go well for one of the two of us. But unfortunately, no Uh, 50 eggs hatched. I believe my adventure sink actually said 47. So no go on that one. Transfer five shinies to home. I'll have, you know, five more Bulbasaur have found their way over there. (laughs) Yeah. And love disc research day to catch 10 shinies. I partook in the day, but I only got five shinies. So, Kyle, I did your goal for you (laughs) and and completely forgot mine, I guess. So uh, that's a two out of four for me um that's a failing grade but hey that's not what it's about it's about <laughs> intentional play right um speaking of i'm i'm really eager to hop into the news because i really want to talk about uh Hoenn tour vegas that experience and some other interesting things so i'm just going to kind of rush us right into that so here we go yo what up it's the news okay so we don't actually have like news this week to cover a lot like not like actual new news just new things that have happened (laughs) since you know we last recorded uh so first up is the go tour las vegas recap that's what i've written down the notes here i'm not going to recap the entire thing i'm just going to talk generally about the experience Uh, but before i even do that kyle i'm curious to hear what you've heard about what happened this weekend in vegas have you seen anything read anything i so this is going to sound funny i haven't heard a single positive thing about it (laughs)
2: except that like it happened right all that i've seen is connection issues which is almost par for the course but and complaints about primal raids and that's that's kind of it Okay.
1: okay yeah i'm 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 interested to hear what you think about what I'm going to share. Um, and so please, please feel free to stop me at any point in time <laughs> and put in your two cents. So this is first, first and foremost, this is like the first like destination event that I've pinned to without Kyle. And that was very strange, <laughs> very strange. Thankfully, I did have uh, some familiar faces from our community. Team Magma Tyler was there. Uh, Camo mcg was also there and we met with several other community members and i don't want to miss anybody uh, but we had like a small group we did a meet up on the second day the first day non-surprisingly people were just trying to play the game because that's when the connection issues were happening Um, but it was, it was fantastic to meet everybody that came out. Thank you so much for doing that and saying hi and for taking a pin home, because I would have been sad if I went home and nobody had any pins taken, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I handed out like half of them, like over 20, some odd pins or whatever. It was a great, a great trip for that reason. And that reason alone, just kidding. Um, so the event itself, it was 10 to six, both days. If you had the early access, uh, ticket, the early bird ticket, and um, I was lucky enough to have all the add-ons as well. So the experience that I'm describing will include the uh, egg enthusiast and the raid lover editions. And I also played both days. So the, the full featured experience, right? I can speak to the entire thing. I was there at nine 15 every single day in the beginning of the park. And I did not leave until it was over at like six 15, six 30 when I can actually get an Uber to go back to the hotel. So safe to say, I experienced what there was to experience at this event, right? I don't feel like there's a gap in my knowledge about what went down. So that being said, let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room, the connection issues on Saturday. Mm. Now, it was, as you would expect when they say connection issues, people were saying they were locked out of the game. There were some parts of it during the during the day some bits of time where i was able to log in and i put on my pokemon uh go ball plus and i would just let that go right and that was doing okay for me when it would stay connected and when my game would not crash and and knock me out right raids were basically unable to do a lot of people were sitting on a black screen the entire time or halfway through loading on the loading screen and never getting any further the usual sort of stuff that you guys are used to seeing right there was also park-wide Wi-Fi that was also not working very well, you know. So what happened? Here, right. So N- <laughs> Niantic, first of all, they extended gameplay for me with a Saturday ticket until like 10 p.m. that night, citywide event spawns, more raids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was actually seven to ten. There was an hour gap because at the end of every single day. There was a surprise hour of Rayquaza raids. That's where they snuck them in um, after that. And then <laughs> on the first day, Saturday, seven to 10 was extended playtime, which was cool. So <laughs> they then put out a communication via Twitter, kind of kind of covering, you know, so to speak, this entire thing, and essentially communicated that the number I heard and I and I did I can't remember if this is actually official information or not. But the number that I heard was there was there was supposed to be twenty five thousand trainers each day for a total of fifty thousand tickets sold. Right. And the tweet claimed that there were seventeen thousand additional non ticketed trainers in the park during the morning, basically, that ended up with this being the issue, right? That they were clogging up things, they didn't have enough support for roughly twice as many trainers as they were originally expecting, etc. And the reaction online was not good, <laughs> as it almost never is on Twitter, so I don't know why I'm surprised. But there there was the opinion floating around that essentially it was rather tone deaf that it seemed strange that they were quote-unquote blaming their trainers for being excited and being at an event. And I agree to a degree, you know, this is also mixed in with a lot of comments. Apparently everybody, everybody's apparently a specialist on how cell networks work and how all like servers work and all that sort of stuff. There were boosters in the park and day two, when the numbers were air quotes, you know what they were supposed to be. It ran beautifully. And even the second half of the first day, they started getting things back together and it was working pretty well. I had no problem day two. But to go back to day one, Kyle, what do you think about this response? How do you feel about the reaction that it's getting from people? Is it fair? Is it unfair? Is it a mixture? I think it's fair that people are upset at the reaction.
2: I think their statement is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. although it doesn't actually solve anything so it 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 served no purpose to be said because it kind of just it's already expected and anybody yeah. who was in the park they're they're not going to listen and not come on day 2 like sure they're going to say that they didn't but why wouldn't you if you were already there which is the reason those trainers were there because they probably are in the area and didn't want to buy a ticket right or right. couldn't buy a ticket whatever the reasoning may be It just – instead of just apologizing, they had to give a reason that most people would not find adequate.
1: Right. And and from their perspective, I understand that they would just want to clear the air and say, hey, like this wasn't like – we didn't just completely drop the ball. There were other factors at play that were out of our control, right? But they weren't out of their planning purview is sort of Mm -hmm. the counterpoint to that, right? But here's the part where I – flip a little bit and i kind of understand where they're coming from because what is the solution here right do we put up fences again because in 2017 that didn't work very well you know the 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 security checkpoints people were waiting in line forever Reentry was a nightmare you you felt penned in all this sorts of stuff so i don't know what the real solution would be
2: here here's my question now because you've obviously been to all the variety in the united states at least yeah. What was the size like in Vegas? Because I didn't look and compare the maps of the park.
1: You know, it was rather large. I would probably say if you did the full loop, like the outer loop of all of the paths through all of the um, environments and so- habitats, rather, it was probably a two and a half, three mile loop, something like that. It was pretty large. It was much bigger. It was much bigger than uh, Maggie Daly Park was. And it is mu- it was much bigger than um, it's probably on par for Lincoln Park. If you looked at square, square foot, you know, not nearly as long. <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> it's just, it's just very interesting to see
2: something that has gone off so smoothly in Chicago, which is is more populated than Las Vegas. Be, yep. you know, just be fair to have such a difficult time and something that they should have at least a an understanding of size to player ratio that's happening here. Like they knew enough for Seattle Seattle's park was minuscule in comparison. Right. To split it between a city and a a park experience. They obviously couldn't do that for something like Go Tour, but they know enough to think about these things.
1: Right, but they they couldn't do something like that for GoTour, but I think in particular, even if it was a Go Fest at that location, they couldn't have done it for there either because the brand is family-friendly, right? And you're not going to say, yeah, take your seven-year-olds and walk down the strip because there are just – Inappropriate things being advertised to you on the strip openly all the time. You know they're trying to get you to go to clubs and things like that. Like it it calls into question the location,
2: kind of again.
1: It absolutely does. And I think they were trying to be experimental with this a little bit. But then that begs the question: Why go for broke if you don't have control over all the variables, right? So
2: yeah, I don't. It's not a great. I. Oh, I look. think the worst part is that it was done on an event that people were kind of expecting a lot out of yeah. because we'd had something to base it off of the global experiences. If it had been a safari zone, I feel like there's a, there's a different kind of leeway from expectations there. Cause there's, there's always been a little bit of jank with something like a safari zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, Every single year since Safari Zones have come out, with the exception of one or two locations, every location has been new because they've just been adding more and more and more. It was like one or two events, and then it was like five. And last year, didn't we have like seven or eight Safari Zones when everything was said and done by the end of the season? Uh, It was a lot. Five Safari Zones and three GoFests, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, again, it goes – back. It's, it's circular. It comes back to asking the question, if this is a new location that you had not vetted before, why go so big? Now, again, understandably, the tickets were sold out. So for all of us that were like, they sold out so fast, et cetera, et cetera, it feels like an exclusive – and I mean that in the way that it's excluding people, an exclusive event, Right. There were people that still showed up, and if you showed up in that park and you did not have a ticket, you didn't see spawns. You didn't see the events uh, stops and things like that, but you did see the gyms that are normally there, and they did have primal raids in them because primal raids were live for everybody throughout Vegas, and I think that was a misstep. I think it should have been completely shut down for those days, and there should have been maybe something else in the park that people could have done like the trading thing or something else that they've been able to geofence before that they could have done for, Oh, you have a ticket on Sunday, but not on Saturday. Like you can still trade here on Saturday, something, but the raids have always been the most server and tick intensive stuff that we've ever seen. Raids always break the game when there's too many people doing them. That's why they stress tested them in Chicago so mm-hmm. many years ago. Those me outs were like 17 outs in a row, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit of a, a bummer to see a familiar problem come back in a new context, right? And then to reduce it down and be like, oh, this is really just the same problem. But I will say in their defense, like Kylie, what you were saying, the, the statement makes sense, right? And, and it would make sense if you're expecting 25k an extra 17,000 people show up, oh yeah, that's going to cause a lot of stress on the network and the coverage of that particular area. There's a couple of other factors and rumors to take into account here, though. Number one, there's a nasty rumor going around that the local Vegas community somehow organized people to show up and, and cause issues with the network. I don't believe that one. That sounds outlandish to me. Number two, and this one is actually more believable, is that, when people are playing in the park right it's it's not about density of people in the area it's about coverage density of coverage for the network and they brought in boosters for two out of the three major cell providers and even those could not connect during the first day during that period of time so it's not like you know the one people the one provider was left left out to to dry but According to local players, that park has always had spotty coverage. It wasn't strong to begin with. Even if you're the only person there, there are parts of that park that are kind of dead, booster or not. So that is something I think that, that could have been taken into account prior that they probably could have explored a little bit. But who knows what the paperwork is like and the red tape? I have no idea. So I don't know. So all of that said about the the debacle, about the connection, once the connection was fixed, it was beautiful weather. The sun was shining. Great, great park to walk around. And even though it was desert, more desert and slightly brambly desert, you know, like, okay, great. You know, ancient shores and blistering sands looked a little too similar for my liking. (laughs) But Kyle, remember that big, remember the big volcano from GoFest with like the smoke came out of it? I do. They... There was another one there, and it was twice as big and okay. twice as billowy.
2: I was going to ask, is it the same one? They it across the country. No, no.
1: I was like walking past and like, imagine how much paper mache that must have taken. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was very cool. I, I did quite enjoy my time there. Although my sunburn, if you're looking in the video, hello, I look a little bit more red than usual. Uh, my skin is suffering for my bad life choices. I, I will learn my lesson someday. Um, but would you like some highlights? Do you want to hear the things that I actually caught? Let's hear it. All right. So I'm going to start with the, probably the thing that I'm, I'm happiest with. And it's not even a shiny. I caught a 100% Groudon um, on. Wow. From okay. an invite from one of the boys in the incense podcast in the aftermath of day one, those remote raids, they sent me a pass. I was in bed dead. My legs were, were finished <laughs> by the end of this weekend. You know how much, Kyle, you and I usually walk when we do these events? I I put Mm -hmm. in like 20, 22 miles. You you didn't even have me there to encourage you to keep going. No, but I I was walking with Team Magma Tyler, who in his real life delivers mail on foot. (laughs) Tyler is a machine. He is, but uh, even Tyler was beat. So I I use that as a a pretty good uh, litmus test for uh, how much effort was put in. But let's take a look at Shinies really quick. For um, highlights... <laughs> uh a Kyogre, great. Um, out of the 10 kilometer eggs, which were dropping because I had the egg pass, right? They were dropping 95% of the time on of spins.
2: I mean, that's good.
1: Yeah. And I hatched like probably a hundred of them, no joke. And out of the three, the three regionals that were there, and they were all shiny boosted from from eggs, there was Tropius, there was Relicanth, and there was, oh, it's completely evading me right now. Um, a torkoal is the last one which ones do you think i got shiny kyle which ones
2: Oh, uh, well you told me one so i, I already know that but uh, oh well, so. okay
1: well there goes that trick question because it was only one of them
2: oh well then that's unfortunate
1: but i hatched four shiny relicanth <laughs> can we can we spread the love a little bit can we spread the love a little bit tyler's <laughs> got a tropius and a relicanth neither of us got a torkoal that's fine but he was he was lording that tropius over me all weekend that was great um some shiny unknown and all three of them i caught off of a go plus wow i've still never caught a shiny unknown by hand and that is kind of a bummer uh three rainy cast form that was a big call out a core fish um a Groudon early on in the day a volbeat and an illumise and i traded his Sui and ryan sports for one of his two shiny Shedinja. All right, very happy. Was well, Shedinja
2: so spawning just in the in the wild and the environment? Or was it like a research only thing?
1: It was a research only thing, and they had these tasks that had like some of the letters blocked out. It was called like a cipher. You had to like figure it out, and you would get ghost spawns from that. And one of them was evolve in Ninkata, and it would give you an encounter with a Shedinja. Yeah. Okay. I, Really quick, I want to address the poor communication from Niantic when it comes to event features for this thing in particular. There was two aspects of this that I thought were like big bummers for a lot of people. People were like, oh, the event is broken. And they would post pictures of these research tasks. And they're like, look, even the text in these tasks are broken. Ugh. People weren't expecting it, you know, they didn't put two and two together and I don't really blame them for it because everything else was kind of breaking around them, you know, makes sense. Number two, Primal Surge, how that worked and which like doing your team tasks in order to get bonuses for it and then which team won which hour, nobody, I felt like I was the only person in the park that knew how that worked and I feel like that's only because I got a lucky guess. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm seeing spawns for the Sapphire ticket, but I have a Ruby ticket. What is going on? Right. So much like the conversation that you and I had when we first went over that, that entire thing, the understanding that you pulled from it is what everybody else did, too. (laughs) So credit to you and your reading comprehension skills, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah a lot of it was super unclear and that was kind of a bummer um but there was some if you guys caught it on socials this weekend there were codes for a great league eligible reggie rock red jison Steel that did go out for the coded quest thing um everybody could redeem those so those were those were around i'll put them in the show notes i'm hoping that they're still valid now past the weekend i'm not entirely sure but we'll see i don't remember either i'm not gonna lie It it might be through this weekend. So yeah, it would make
2: sense that it was through the 26th or whatever. Yeah. So that said, the only the Reggie rock is the really noteworthy one there. Regice also counts, but
1: Reggie rock is the one that
2: actually has use in great league from what I've seen.
1: Right. And Registeel is usually under the threshold anyway, when you rate it. So, Yep. yep, exactly. So is there anything I didn't really cover here? We talked about tasks. We talked about eggs, spawns were really really great the shiny rates were very clearly boosted i can't think of anything else the habitats were good oh let me tell you about this all right so we had stuff in the today view the tasks there was a spin to task that was you had to spin eight particular stops in the park one through eight all of them were Spinda stops right they had a Spinda on them and like a different pattern and there was a task for each one and your task for that entire thing was to go and spin each of the stops and that gave you an encounter with a spinda. And then when you finished all eight of those stops and they were all smattered equally around the, around the park, which I thought was brilliant by the way, what a good way to get people to explore every inch of what you've set up. That was good. After you did that, you could then claim the final reward for finishing all of the spinda encounters and tasks and spins. And you could get a chance at a Valentine's spinda. In addition, in the today view, There were four collection challenges, one for each habitat. Only four Pokemon were required for each. It was really, really great. There was also the special research away from the Today View that was the regular sort of breakdown of, oh, here's the steps that we're doing, right? We're working with Team Rocket. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that because I think some of it will be spoilers for this weekend, so we'll talk about that aspect in a little bit. I sent you a screenshot, Kyle, so you kind of Mm -hmm. know what to expect, but the verbiage... It's so funny. (laughs) I would really recommend actually reading the quest text this time. And you know that we never say that. Uh, The writing is pretty, really pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, But for day two, if you played both days, you had to take it for both days. All of the quests that you finished in the Today of You reset. Even if you didn't finish them, they reset. So your boy got a cool plus eight on his collection uh, challenge medal. Yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was a little weird that it, it gave me credit for the same ones two days in a row. I, you know, that didn't feel very tight to me. Um, but, you know. hey,
2: Yeah, it didn't do that for the two days of Seattle that we got to play. So they right. know
1: that they know that they can fix it. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, just, they just didn't. That's right. Exactly. So I, I don't know what was going on there. Maybe it was an oversight. Maybe it was on purpose who knows but I, I like that i like that number going up so that's good i think it's at 93 or something right now or 83 Jeez. one of those two. uh so you didn't mention it but
2: primal raids were obviously a, a thing that whole time mm-hmm. very difficult
1: they they were um they were very difficult especially when everybody was also fighting off the loading screen boss that first day they were even worse um like yeah i had lobbies of 20 where we, we I had to rejoin the lobby several times because my Pokemon actually got knocked out. Cause nobody was able to do damage, but once it was working, you know, if those lobbies were flying through those, no problem. Right.
2: But yeah, <laughs> not a lot of primal energy either. I did see that.
1: Yeah. Not a whole lot. You're going to have to probably do somewhere between four and six, depending on how quickly you're able to do it with your team, uh, times you know, four to six times in order to get enough energy to, primally revert your kyogre and slash or groudon i don't remember because i
2: haven't done any since they were here a while ago did latios and latias only give 80 when they were done as well for mega or mega energy yeah for mega
1: i don't recall i don't think so i think it's the same scaling across the board isn't it for each of them I don't remember. I don't remember if they did something different
2: for the legendaries. So I don't know if I should be upset about the primal or not.
1: I don't know. But this weekend, we'll have a chance to do mega Latios and Latias again. Maybe we can uh, can do one. I'm not going to waste my time. (laughs) Fine. I'm going to put that out into the universe. Somebody else can tell me. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) But the primal raids were were great, you know, and the primal reversion looks good. They're very strong. We'll be talking all about them outside of the news segment. So don't you worry about that. Anything else from Vegas? I don't think I'm missing anything else now. Facilities were good. It wasn't a lot of cover. Not enough benches in that park. That's my really
2: only big one point. thing I've noticed. It's just kind of relevant is there was no collection challenge to complete the whole Pokedex then. Was right. There, there was not. That's none. kind of. I, I'm sure some people are happy about that. I'm kind of disappointed about that because it's nice to kind of be able to go down the whole list and complete the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I think part of it is because, like, you know, Kecleon has a feature that might not work for some people. So it could be like, you know, a bottleneck that people would be frustrated with. Rayquaza wasn't until after the event was over. So if it had been on a timer right for the event, then it would have been uh, potentially misleading or something like that or shown their hand. I'm not entirely sure.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I it gives me low hope for then the weekend cuz I don't imagine there'll be a collection challenge to get get everything over the weekend either, and that's a shame.
1: I guess we'll see. There are definitely some things that were in that research that would not translate to global, right? Like, you know, catching in in certain places and things like that, taking screenshots in certain places. So we'll see what the global rendition of it is. But I'm really hoping it's not just like a, a cheap swap out for like, make a new friend, trade a Pokemon with another trainer. Like, no, it's got to be the, the tasks that I did this weekend were so engaging. I'll be disappointing if they aren't for this weekend. So that being said, I'm prepared to be disappointed.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Just we're going to say it right now, prepare to be disappointed if you have high expectations for this weekend. We, we don't know anything we, we know as much as everybody else yep which is
1: very little <laughs> right right yeah so yeah uh especially with this weekend behind us in the purview for people that did attend this upcoming weekend is going to be kind of it eh, you know and for everybody else you know just just hedge your expectations um you know only only if you're comparing it to a previous go tour Kyle and I both We're talking about this before. We both feel rather strong, and this is going to be very different.
2: So before we move on, then I have to ask. Yeah. The price was $80. I want to remind everybody to go not counting anything else. The price for Seattle was $25, and then I think it was another $10 for the add-ons. Might have been well, another fifteen to
1: be It was eighty dollars if you got the ticket you got two days
2: everything. and yeah, yeah. Yes, everything. I'm okay. s- if you're gonna go, you might as well go to everything. I'm
1: just saying. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ignoring the factor of having to travel, ignoring the cost of hotel, flight, and everything. You live within like three hours of Las Vegas, $80 for the experience. Was it worth it? Did it did it seem like it was worth
1: it? If everything was working as intended, I would say that it was worth it actually. And I'm going to say in particular, I think the egg enthusiast one was really lucrative. Now I, I know you're like, Oh, it's just because you hatch a lot of eggs, Chris. You love eggs. No, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Right. So uh, the egg drop rate from um, the stops, like I said, 95% of them were 10 Ks. If you had the pass with the increased drop rate, right? In addition, you got like three times hatch stardust and some other stuff, and I was and it was like uh, an an extra quarter egg hatch distance, right? So I'm putting my ten k's. I'm putting these ten k's in supers, right? And they're coming up with a cool one point seven, and pff, that ain't nothing. So Tyler and I we're cruising, we're hatching eggs like it's our job, and you know you hatch like nine of those nine of those ten k eggs at once with a star piece on. And that's like a cool sixty k stardust, dude. It was a lot yeah, of stardust. S- look,
2: yes, when you don't factor in the fact that that also costs you seven dollars
1: to do. Oh, because of the because of the incubators, incubators. Okay, yeah, it's probably more yeah. like four
2: dollars. Once I actually think about the math, there
1: still four
2: dollars is, and all the water. No, I just.
1: I, I agree, and, and I would have you know, done I'm,
2: it too. That doesn't make it okay.
1: <laughs> I agree, and let me let me I suppose take a step back and put myself in in place here. But like, I understand that I'm also coming from a privileged perspective. Where like, did I have did I have 60 super incubators ready to go prior to this weekend? You bet I did. <laughs> and if you had zero incubators, that would be an additional cost on top of this because, unwisely, in my opinion, no incubators were included with the egg uh, enthusiast add-on and and that feels bad i think just personally yeah okay but the the rating add-on i think was also worth it it's uh, just definitely yes it exactly. is it, it definitely is uh money wise for the passes and, and otherwise um and it, it did encourage people to raid instead of just continuing to walk around and and clog up certain parts it got them to rotate around the park too because while you could remote raid in you weren't going to get the cool location card thing which actually looks pretty sweet i'll have to send you a screenshot or something kyle and i'll put something in the notes or maybe i'll put it up on screen in the video that sounds good it's really cool and it was worth doing so you know hey remember how we said that nobody was going to want to do deoxys raids i mean yes Mr. Steve of its super effective fame was really interested in doing Deoxys raids. Defense form in, in particular.
2: <laughs> so. Steve doesn't even PvP. What? Well he, no he does. He's a little mean yeah, but like not
1: not, not <laughs> I was on. I was kicking it with, with uh with their group on the second day for a while, and I just kept thinking like if Kyle was here, he'd be giving him such a hard time about this. Like I did, but not nearly to the amount like what <laughs> you know. <laughs> That was a good time. You can't
2: even just. <laughs> the Ideal IVs for Defense Deoxys. It's not even. It's not worth rating for. I think it was for XLs. Oh, my God. Wait, anything. hang on. No, no. Now I. Okay. We're going to move on. But now I'm going to
1: check the XL situation. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm going to shoot off a quick message. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one more complaint of my own that is, is echoed throughout the community. The catch rate for Kyogre and Groudon was either increased or not changed at all. I had three Kyogre run for me in a row. It was a regular Zekrom in Indianapolis Go <sighs> Fest situation for me again. I had a breakdown, you know? So I've I've got a potential answer for that, though, is okay. you had less
2: balls to catch Yes. Because yes. it was a mega raid, you probably only had like eight, nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. So at a 2% catch rate, that's kind of understandable.
1: Yeah, it was really not. Rough. It was not great. They should have adjusted for that is really what everybody was trying to try yeah, to they say that to we, we more can. Of them. I know. I know. And I would have <laughs> I would have done more of them. But like after catching the hundo Groudon, I'm like, OK, I want to do these primal Groudon on rates like I'm sitting on, I think, like 800 mega energy or primal energy still for him because I did so many rates. But I was completely shut out of the xls by not being able to catch him yep and that was frustrating so yeah heads up for this weekend you're not going to get the same amount of premier balls or or do your best to stack it do it with your friends do do what you can to give yourself as many opportunities to try to catch that groudon and or kyogre groupon and kroger respectively yep Okay, we will have so much more to say about Hoenn Tour, but it'll be next week when we talk about global stuff. And we're going to be talking about, you know, Groudon and Kyogre uh, moving forward in the show as well. One more thing to cover in news, and we never do this, but this is like a little bit of a speculation thing and a little bit of rumor mill, st- rumor mill stuff. Niantic, if you're listening, this is what happens when you don't give us news to cover. <laughs> <laughs> so, after GoTour had wrapped up and all that good stuff, there was a minor text string that showed up underneath remote raid passes. If you had restarted and viewed your app within a certain like 30 ish minute window. And it said, uh, you can complete and then in brackets zero um, and brackets remote raids today, or like you have, you have zero remote raids left today or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Now there has been no official confirmation or communication about this whatsoever. Not, not even to uh, privileged ears, you know, and this has caused such a, such a commotion in the community. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Kyle, because I know exactly where I stand. You could probably guess where I stand on this. I want to know what your take is. Do you think people are overreacting? Do you think that they're really going to limit us? Like, What's your take? Oh, God.
2: I, I don't like taking a stance on this one because I'm going to probably be opposed to a lot of people in that I don't think it's that big a deal. Hmm. But it's still not good. Like, it's 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 not a good restriction in any scenario. But without knowing a number, it's meaningless. Right. <laughs> it could be three. It could be 15. We don't know. Yeah, And let's be honest, if it's 15 and you're complaining, you're doing too many raids every day. <laughs> Space them out. I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, I guess. But why? Why would you limit people when it is such a huge revenue stream for your for your game? Remote raids have to be the lion's share of income, right? I mean, yeah, but like
2: we, we talk about this all the time. Niantic prints money with Pokemon Go. We know this, although their profits, I think, were down over the course of 2022 from 2021. Yeah, it still made like a billion dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, Which, but
2: I... granted, it all it all you know split amongst Nintendo, the Pokemon company, all that. But the game makes a ton of money, so Niantic is really focused on what they consider to be their core values and what they envision the game working like, and They're like, we make enough money that we can still focus on this and keep making money.
1: I suppose it just still seems, especially with other partners in the conversation, I think there would be so much pressure to not do anything to sort of slaughter the cash cow prior to the season. You know?
2: Yeah, I. I just it's so bad. It because is. there's there's no there's no positive spin here, unless it's a no. large number, in which case why have the number at all? Let the positive let spend their. No, what? Go ahead.
1: The positive spin. Sorry to interrupt you, but the positive spin that I hear online is that like, oh, my community is gone because of remote raids. Like nobody meets up anymore. We all just remote from our cars or at home or whatever. Okay, that's so. That's a fair critique,
2: but. I'm, I'm a counter with something else. Mm-hmm. Niantic needs to make the game more interesting, then. Right. If your choice is to stay away and do everything only remotely, it means that the other option wasn't interesting in the first place. And, you know, as much as enjoy raiding in large groups and stuff. I'm enjoying that because I'm I'm with people I like. It has nothing to yeah. do with the fact that I'm actually raiding.
1: <laughs> right. Right. We say it a lot that we like rating, but raids aren't fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think I think that's a fair assessment. I really do. And and this is the sort of uh, ideology that they've used in the past that we've all critiqued across the board that when you have two things that are not balanced in the way that you want them to be, or you're trying to make something else seem more valuable. And there's like a, a two thing system, right? Where they're related. You shouldn't bring the other one down. You should bring the one you're trying to promote up more instead. Right. So here's the, here's the counterpoint to that
2: is it. You, you see it in games like league of legends and stuff as well. Why are you nerfing the characters that are doing super well? Bring the underperforming ones up so everybody can have fun And in certain degrees, this is not a one-to-one comparison, of course, with Pokemon Go, but the idea is still there. Right. In certain degrees, that works. And then other ones, you have power creep in most video games. In Pokemon, it can be item creep. It could be feature creep, you know, whatever you want to pick. People are like, make in-person raids more rewarding. Maybe from Niantic's perspective if they make in-person raids more rewarding, they'll make less money because people will have to do less raids.
0: For example, yeah, but
1: the, yeah, but there are more there are certain resources that, that you could increase that would not inhibit people's uh, drive to do raids. Like if you increase the amount of Stardust that it drops or Rare Candy or something like that, like well, Rare Candy might, but like Stardust wouldn't, Pokeballs wouldn't, other things no, like that. But
2: the argument is that Stardust, I, I think the argument is Stardust wouldn't, be a good enough reward to get people to want to do in-person raids you could increase the stardust tenfold and i still think people would rather remote raid Mm -hmm. and so like the the primary driving force is two things rare candy and rare candy xl you make rare candy xl more common people have to do less raids for legendaries in order to take them to level 50 so it's like this weird balancing act with niantic about how many raids do you want people to do in order to mm-hmm. max out their Pokemon?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 sure there is some sort of reasoning behind all of this, but at the end of the day, it's it's another question of of optics. Is it worth taking this bad hit? Are people gonna leave the game? Right. So, like for this remote raid pass thing, like are people just gonna boycott raids now? Like that's a serious question.
2: Yeah, and, I mean and, we're going to have to see again right. it's this gonna, is speculation. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to depend on the number, like I said.
0: Yeah.
2: Be very clear even for, for me personally, when it's a boss I want to raid, I still don't usually do more than 5 a day unless it's an event. There are exceptions, of course. But on a boss that you don't want to raid, you you might do one a day if that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going and doing a hundred regirock raids in a day. I mean, okay, there's there's some people who are, but I'm sorry, you're the outliers. (laughs) And (laughs) they know it; they're proud of that. Yeah. And if if you get limited, I'm you know, uh, that's that's a bummer. I am
1: sorry. (laughs) So anyway, this is going to be something that we track. Of course, we'll be talking about it quite a bit. Nothing's been confirmed. I'm holding out hope that this is part of some over uh, some over what's the word uh makeover of the entire uh pass system that maybe these particular raid passes will be like more lucrative or something like that or there'll be another stand and i know that this is a fool's wish but i'm maintaining this stance until i am proven otherwise from my mental health uh, just
2: be realistic and say this is the changes we've been expecting for like a year and a half now
1: yeah. So, yeah yeah but the longer it waited to do that the the harder it was gonna be to roll it back yep. mm-hmm. 100 you know? percent. so yeah, geez anyway i think that's enough for the news section for a week where we literally had no news to cover <laughs> all right so we're gonna pass on over well back to back to you kyle technically both of us all the same uh but let's do gear up huh
2: all right, this week on gear up, we're going to just talk about some primal rating because that's really the focus for this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I'm being very, very pessimistic about my expectations. And the primals are the biggest takeaway for me. So. Mm-hmm. Just a quick raid guide. It's it's very simple for the most part. It's the nice, simple Pokemon the counter. Sort of. Each one has one caveat, which I think is funny. First up, Primal Kyogre, Mono Water type. So Grass and Electric, that's choices. For Grass, Mega Sceptile is your best Mega. You don't, you don't really want to do that, and I'll get to why in a moment. Then you have Cartana, Zerud. And then for more budget options, Roserade, Chestnut, Venusaur, and Leafeon are all fine. They are all extremely comparable. For Electric types, we have Zerkitry, zekrom Raikou, and electivire let's go all all very good and it's worth noting even with all optimal counters poke battler simulates five five players to short man it so that's a that's a doozy right there
1: yeah promo kyogre is a big guy
2: uh one thing to note watch out for blizzard if you're bringing grass types so if you don't see any grass types and you're recommended it probably has blizzard that's it
1: oh uh mega septile doesn't it gain dragon typing so wouldn't that be four times
2: yeah yeah don't don't do i put septile on there for numbers reasons don't don't bring septile oh, okay because uh we're gonna find out in like two seconds because next up is <laughs> primal groudon ground fire because pokemon company just thought it was hilarious. You got two counters, Water and Ground, which is just so funny to me. Your best counter, Mega Swampert. and That's that's the Mega you want if you're leveling up Mega Pokemon, because it's, it's Water and Ground, so you get the boost to Candy for both Kyogre and Groudon. So this is where you're going to get that benefit. Then, of course, you have Kyogre. Then, regular Swampert, Gyarados... Kingler and Feraligator. All of the other water starters with Hydro Cannon are suitable budget options. They're significantly worse than even Kingler, but they can still get the job done. As for ground type, just don't waste your time. Four times a week to water makes it not worth it for ground types, especially because you have to watch out for solar Beam. Mm-hmm. Even with Solar Beam, the only ground type that is worth mentioning is Garchomp. And Garchomp only ekes into the top 30 at rank 29. And it's outranked by non-water type Pokemon using a water charge move. Like Salamence, Genesect, or Mew. That's how brutal the numbers are for that raid.
1: What does Salamence know?
2: It's hydro Pump. I think. Really? yeah my uh my (laughs) my internet crashed after i had those web pages open i didn't bother to reopen them but i think oh okay no i I just
1: i believe it i just didn't consider that that's hilarious i think i think even
2: regigigas is better with if you have hidden power water (laughs) than any other ground type
1: but but again mega Swampert's going to take four times from solar beam
2: yes and even four times from solar beam it has the highest or the lowest time to kill in the calculations just because the stats are so crazy
1: yeah so bring 19 of your closest friends (laughs) yeah also (laughs) it is
2: worth mentioning primal groudon does actually very good against primal groudon so if you really just want to do that it it is worth it it's the one ground type that actually makes it into like the top eight or whatever
1: that's right it's like quick draw mcgraw first person to press blades wins (laughs)
2: Uh, And also, I didn't mention at the start, this is excluding all shadows. There are shadows on this list. If they exist of these Pokemon, they're worth using. But I was not going to bother parsing out the list with shadows included because it was a mess.
1: All right. Yeah, I can tell you from experience this weekend that this is right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this is all objectively correct yeah, you're better off planning like if you're powering up Pokemon so that you know you can be uh, very helpful to yourself and to others this weekend for like if you don't have raid counters and you're like oh I only have 500,000 Stardust what's the one Pokemon I should power up you should for Kyogre if you're going for Kyogre make it a, make it an electric type you will be more uh more successful more often with that choice. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to Groudon, just throw your team against it. You're instead of powering up your Pokemon, go spin stops and do rockets and whatever you need to do to get more revives and potions. Because that's (laughs) really what you're gonna (laughs) do. Throw (laughs) them into the meat grinder. Yeah, because let let me tell you the amount of times I threw my Pokemon in and then just they were gone because of a solar beam every time. (laughs) How many times did you
2: dodge during all of your raids?
1: Um, when I was able to or when I thought it was worth doing, I was only dodging solar beam and no other move from anybody else, including Blizzard from Kyogre. And that thing, it's like a truck. Okay. Yeah, no, uh Solar Beam was was the bane of my existence for raids this weekend for sure. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap up gear up there, and we're gonna go into Pokalore. And this week for Pokalore, we're going to be covering, uh, you guessed it, Kyogre, the sea basin Pokemon, and Groudon, the continent Pokemon. We're revisiting these two. I know we've done them in the past. There's no way we have not, uh, because forms came out, and that's always fun. So Kyogre first. Kyogre is a massive whale-like Pokemon with two big pectoral fins, each with four white sh- uh, square-shaped nails. It has a deep blue body and a white chin area with two small spikes protruding under it. Above each eye are two white, oval-shaped spots. Kyogre has red stripes around its chin, eyes, dorsal fins, and torso. These stripes glow when Kyogre is brimming with power. The tail is tattered with four trailing parts, with the inner ones being smaller than the outer. Its eyes are small, yellow, and shadowed with black. Primal Kyogre retains its general body structure but grows to more than double the size of its base form. Its main skin, huge, huge. (laughs) Its main skin color becomes a darker shade of blue. The red markings along its body become light blue, and its eyes glow yellow with orange irises and orange red pupils. The markings on its pectoral fins slightly change to form A symbols which connect to its outer nails with red markings uh, connecting the inner nails. Every part of its skin that was white in its base form becomes clear and translucent, with the large ovals on its head now connected to clear markings stretching from its tail to its forehead, where another A symbol is formed. The trailing parts of its tail grow longer and gain translucent webbing, and the areas between its pectoral fin markings also become clear. The translucent part of its body reveal organ-like structures that glow with mysterious light. It has a large organ at the center of its body, two smaller ones aligned uh, with the large oval markings, and two more located in its pectoral fins. In the anime, Primal Kyogre is said to have widened the seas by a large margin simply by taking a swim. Its body matches the composition of seawater while its skin glows similarly to that of a sapphire. Kyogre is said to be a powerful Pokemon, having control over the element of uh, water and rain. It is said to have expanded the seas and is hailed as a savior for quenching areas of the world plagued with drought. Kyogre is normally calm and peaceful, but if it meets its rival, Groudon, Kyogre will engage in a cataclysmic battle against it. In the Mystery Dungeon series and Core series, Kyogre is able to fly. Kyogre generally lives deep in the ocean and is said to rest in a deep trench. So, with the uh, with the addition of Kyogre being able to fly, it really does have one up on Groudon in every way, doesn't it? Yes, yes, but
2: also no. They they fixed it a little bit. With primals, at least in the main series games. (laughs) Because Primal Groudon gets an ability that negates all water damage. So (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay. So that's
1: a little better. That actually makes him really good. (laughs) And don't forget, he's still no solar beam. So that's coming for you, Kyogre. (laughs) Next up is Groudon. Groudon is a massive bipedal dinosaur like Pokemon covered in red segmented plates of thick lava resistant skin that act as armor. It has a gray underside and large white spikes that run along the sides of its head, body, and tail. Groudon has four claws in each hand, four dozer-like blades on uh, the end of its large tail, and three claws on each foot with gray markings under its feet. It also has blue stripes inside the seams of its armor plating, which can only be seen when Groudon is glowing with power. As primal Groudon, its appearance is similar to Groudon, but larger in size. Its skin color changes from dark red to deep crimson with its underside spikes and teeth turning black. The blades on its tail are more separated from each other. There is a, oh, is that a theta symbol? I can never remember what that symbol is. I think so.
2: And no, a, a, a Omega. Oh,
1: you're right. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, Omega. <laughs> so, oh, the other one was alpha. It's not an A. That's an alpha symbol. Omega. <laughs> <laughs> That's staining. Uh, the Omega symbol is now shown in its arms, its eyes, the inside of its mouth and the now enlarged openings between its armor plating glow bright yellow and its irises are now red. The energy that fills Primal Groudon pours forth as magma and it burns with such an in- extreme temperature that its body is always shimmering with the haze of its heat in the anime Primal Groudon is said to create new land with every step it takes every step you take Groudon <laughs> is an immensely powerful pokemon having the ability to summon intense droughts and cause volcanic eruptions the droughts it can cause allow it to evaporate water while the volcanic eruptions it can summon enable it to create land it sleeps underground in large magma chambers if it encounters its rival kyogre they will engage in a cataclysmic battle So before we get into stats, um, I mean, I was going to ask you if you have any love for either of them. But the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I think that in a vacuum, individually, they are two of my favorite box art legendaries. I think only Lunala competes with them. Wow. As a duo, they're really weird and they make me upset. But they're so good by themselves that. I, I love them. I always have loved them.
1: Were you a Ruby or a Sapphire player when you were a kid?
2: I was a Ruby kid. I, not, a not for any particular reason. I was just like, oh, Red. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Did never. I own both of them, but I put all the time into Ruby. Yeah, I did the same thing. I own both, but Ruby was my was my main save for sure. Let's talk a few stats really quick because they're rather staggering. <laughs> Actually, oh they're huge. Uh, First up is Primal Kyogre. It's max CP at 40 is 5902. That's 5902. And at level 50 is 6672. That is insane. Absolutely insane. 218 stamina, 268 defense, and 353 attack. Enough to write home to your family about probably three times, one for each stat. Best move set, Waterfall with Surf and Origin Pulse, but you could substitute Surf out for Thunder or Blizzard for coverage if necessary. Um, But honestly, I mean, this Pokemon's a water-type attacker. Just bring the water moves. You want to fire off a Surf before it's over, before you get to Origin Pulse? That's good. That's fine. Yeah. Next up is Primal Groundon. Max CP is actually the same because they have the same base stats at 40, 5902, and at 50, 66, 72. 218 stamina, 268 defense, and 353 attack. Again, the same as Kyogre. Best moveset, moveset, though, for this is rather clear, in my opinion. Mudshot with Fire Punch and Precipice Blades. Fire Punch is uh, a legacy move that you're going to have to Elite TM. And Precipice Blades is going to be the move that you can catch them with this weekend, the signature move. Same with Origin Pulse for Kyogre. I forgot to mention that. But because Kyogre is dual-typing uh, even though it has access to a few other moves like Earthquake and yada yada, other stuff like that, it made it pretty clear to me that Mud Shot with precipice Blades has you covered on ground, and Fire Punch is probably just good to have on your kit because it's not bad for DPS, and you have the stab anyway. Might as well use it. Any critiques, yep. Kyle, on the movesets? Because usually you correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, you called Groudon Kyogre
1: once, but I think everybody got the point. So. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still not 100% for my trip. I caught a, a, a red eye on Sunday uh, night back and actually was the same uh, flight that Kama was on, too. It was very yeah. funny. Um, but yeah. Oh, before I forget, I want to give one shout out, one big shout out to Hisui and Ryan who uh, was a trooper and hung out with us in the park uh, for part of the day, even when he did not have a ticket at the end of Sunday um, and brought a, uh, brought this incredible cake called dump cake. That is like a, a recipe that uh, him and his family have done. And holy cow, was it <laughs> delicious. It was so good. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. Very thoughtful, but that's the end of uh poke lore here. So we're going to, We're going to move into PokéPole now.
2: So last week's PokéPole was, what has been your most underwhelming or disappointing catch of all time? First response is from Kelvin. They said, my all 11 Celebi is definitely up there. I don't even know why I still have it in my storage. It can't be traded and I'm never going to use it. (laughs) I need you guys to give me a good reason to not put this onion fairy in the bin. You have a week to persuade me otherwise. Considering how tough I am with what remains in my storage, it's a miracle it's still there. Well, i not going to lie. I don't have any good arguments. Celebi, I think, was waiting for the day it got a grass-fast move to see any use. If I remember, it's been a long time. I
1: there's, believe so. You would With part-time
2: existing, there's no reason. Yeah, no, there's no, there's, there's there's no. no reason. Collectors' well, no- sake is really
1: right the fact that you really can't get another one is the only reason and that's a good reason in my opinion yeah although if you have the shiny one
2: which i'm going to assume you do and it's better than 11s then yes yeah, send that to storage send that to home don't transfer that one that's a bad idea yeah i wouldn't transfer it
1: no amount of <laughs> can you transfer mythicals
2: that? like well not the no i don't ones. think you He's can saying, you can't transfer you right and that would no, okay. you cannot That'd be hilarious. Oh my God. The support tickets on Twitter.
1: (laughs) I accidentally transferred my shiny Mew.
2: Yeah, I could (laughs) see it now. Next response from Moshpit. And they said, I love Machamp. I love PVP and I love battling team. Go rocket to get shadow Pokemon to use in PVP. And as you know, for PVP, you want the IVs to be low attack, high defense and HP. So when I finally got my first. And turns out only. Shiny Shadow Machop. My joy was quickly tempered when I checked the IVs. 15 attack, one defense, one HP. <laughs> I. That is oh, that's no. actually picturesque right there. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Oh, bummer, Monchpit. Sorry, man. Oh. Oof.
2: Next spot is from Maxotron. They said, I got a parking ticket just to get this. A 10-10-10 Latios, and the parking ticket was $40. Ooh. Most expensive Pokemon I've caught. What's worse is that I was parked in that spot for less than five minutes, so the parking ticket person was really on their game that day. Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: Worst kind of job to be on your game with. <laughs> well, it's everybody else around you, I suppose. Good for you for having pride in your work, but goodness.
2: <laughs> Next response is from Drew2 they said, easy answer. My 100% shadow
1: wishmer What a waste of
2: perfect IVs.
1: Oh, take that back. That Shadundo deserves love. Hey,
2: maybe when Boomburst comes to exploud and we get a new normal fast move, it'll be crazy. No. look,
1: That'd be I'm cool. Really That'd be cool.
2: <laughs> just just say there was Voicemail. Oh, there are. Thank you for reminding me.
1: Yeah, we've actually got two voicemails that have additional answers. I forgot to write it down. See, <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> okay, so this first one is uh, we're actually unsure of the name. I think it's mentioned, but I did not catch it. So here we go. Uh, hey, uh,
3: hey, GoCast. Um, this is, um, I've only started listening maybe for a few months now. So, I'm not that, um, a oh, listener, <laughs> But, um, I wanted to say hi and I wanted to answer the PokePole question. Hello. Um, I am not, um, a veteran player when it comes to Pokemon Go, but, um, just, um, what has been my most disappointing Pokemon? Well, it's not as much one Pokemon as it is a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> um, the thing is, anytime I catch a shiny, I like to look at the, um, I like to look and see, um, goodness, I'm not that, um, I'm not a veteran, but um, I like to see the stats of the Pokemon, and I have only had one Pokemon out of maybe 50 Shinies so far um, that was above two stars, so most of the time I've had the oofiest luck when it comes to, uh, the grades, on the Pokemon. So, uh, yeah, in general, that, that has been my most disappointing, uh, Pokemon. Well, more like 49 Pokemon. (laughs) So yeah, um, (laughs) sorry for the long message and, uh, I hope you guys are having a great day. Um, bye.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for the email. I'm sorry we did not catch your name. Um, but, Kyle and I have a, a saying when we're hanging out and somebody catches a shine like, oh, it's bad IVs. That's just that's it, just how it works. It's, it's, just, it's a, just how it works. When, when you get a shine, rules. it's not bad IVs. Yeah.
2: That's the celebration.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. my God, it's actually good. God, it's actually it. good. Yes. One hundred percent. But if you are listening. Uh, Carlo, them's the rules, man. Them's the rules. <laughs> just how it goes. Uh, We have another voicemail from
0: Seattle Uber Dad. Uh, Hi, guys. Seattle Uber Dad again. Um, Apparently, we got cut off about halfway through. But that's okay because I actually came up with a better answer to your question. My most regrettable uh, catch, which I had forgotten about, Genetec. My wife had been doing many, many raids trying to get a shiny genesect. And I, I forget exactly what was going on in my work that week, but I had not been able to do any raids at all. Finally we get together to do a raid. Very first raid, I get a shiny and she was mad. (laughs) But it gets better. The next raid, because she still needs her shiny, oh, no. I got another one. Ah, oh, no. Ah. She was furious. She did not talk to me for the rest of that day. <laughs> and I still wanted to do a third one because I didn't have a regular Genesect. So in complete silence, we did a third one, and she still did not get her shiny. Uh. And so she went on to spend I don't know how much money to finally get enough raid passes to finally get her one shiny. And I could not say anything because I had two. And because they're legendary, oh. I could not trade one to her. So that's my story, my regrettable catch. That's so funny. Um, the rest of what I said, I don't know how much you got. I think it would actually work better as like a, a mailbag episode. So my question is, are you folks planning on doing a mailbag episode anytime in the near future? So anyway, sorry, my last voicemail was too long. And I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> okay.
2: So yeah. I, I definitely thought, that that third raid was going into a third shiny in a row. Yeah, for, yeah,
1: that would have been for woo! a moment. I was like, Ooh. you are still alive. Yeah, Seattle luber that would not have been around to make that voicemail three shinies in a row. Oh my word. It's just, that just that's so funny. Like, well, I didn't have a regular one yet, so I needed to do a third <laughs> raid. Um do you remember that story i told you we, i have a friend that uh he started playing pokemon go with his kids and they wanted to be invited to their very first Mewtwo raid their younger younger kids right and th- their very first Mewtwo raid was shiny. oh my gosh right holy cow and then the, the kid was like oh but <laughs> why isn't he purple i don't want him to be purple <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be purple and my friend was like what do you know no this is better he's like no it's not he's not no. normal i need I need Mewtwo, man, not this oh. green thing. Like, ugh. Um, but as far as the mailbag is concerned, yes, we have every intention to do that. I've been collecting emails for it. Uh, we've just been mm, un- underwater otherwise the past couple of, of uh, months here. So Probably soon. Probably record that soon if I had to imagine. Yes. I mean, I, w- I would like us to. Uh, we talked about doing once, uh, one maybe every quarter or every figuring out, try to figure out a cadence for it. But, yes. Mailbags are in the works, um, and we have stuff saved for them. So I will make sure I go back and listen to the other voicemails and uh, retrieve what I can. Thanks so much.
2: All right. So for this week's Pokepoll, we have what was your top highlight from Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn global event this weekend? Now, we didn't think about this because neither of us can answer this right now. Well, but I we will answer it before... <laughs> we go to poke pool next week for yes. sure
1: yes i mean i can say what my highlight from from vegas was it was the ground on but i already shared that so yeah we don't have highlights from this weekend quite yet but uh yeah I, you know we've heard a lot of people being negative about things lately it'd be cool to see like oh yeah if you got if you got something good from this weekend please share it with us we'd love to hear what that was so dear listener if you'd like to do that you can through a few avenues the first of which is always of course you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. podcast.com you can also leave us a voicemail, similar to Seattle Uber Dad and the other voicemail uh, that we received. You can do that by calling two six two five eight six seven seven one seven. We post the question on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. You can also answer it there. If you're in our Patreon Discord by being a Patreon uh, Patreon patron, you can uh, answer in our Polka Poll specific channel we have set up for it. And then, lastly, but certainly not least. If you're listening on Spotify, you can navigate into the episode and there will be a q and I think it's in the more or community tab, something like that, where you can answer the question in app via Spotify. So, yeah, there's that. And this is where we would normally pass you on over to Fish and DeFi e for PvP Corner. But unfortunately, they were unable to record a segment this week. Uh, so you will hear all of the exciting stuff around fish and OCIC. And believe you me, when I say that it is exciting, you'll hear all about it in next week's episode, I promise. And it is going to be worth the wait, but let's hop into uh, voicemails, emails, all that other good stuff next. Um, all right. So it's time for something else. It's some, maybe something musical. I don't remember Kyle. What are we doing? It's time for emails. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And we've got one voicemail from the wonderful Lachlan. Hi, Chris and Kyle. It's
4: Lachlan from Australia here. Um, you might find me occasionally lurking in the Palantown PvP Discord. I was just listening to your latest episode of GoCast Podcast, uh, The Course Show, or 225, and I was very upset that there was no mention of my favorite ghost type from Galar, Hilarion, Corsula, or Corsula by that extension. Anyway, I had a a thought, and I'm in the middle of my daily adventure, and it sounds like I'm walking or breathing a little more than one normally should. You know, when you have these thoughts, you've got to give them (laughs) a call.
1: That's right.
4: And I wanted to talk about why, what motivation do players have to hit level 50 outside of An arbitrary goal that they can set themselves to slowly work towards. Because, as a lot of people who know me know, I've been level 50 for going on two years now. And I want to say, Kyle, it's okay that you're not level 50. Justice for Kyle.
0: It's
1: not, no. but No. who can do.
4: What incentive do players have in going for level 50 outside of level 40? Because a level 40 Kyle can power things up to level 50 with Candy XL, for example. I personally see it as a good long-term objective to work towards over time, but this comes up when people you know, bring up, oh, I don't like this rocket task because I have to do 100 grunts or however many it was, and so many leaders, and it's stopping me from leveling up. Well, all you're really missing from those level ups is the free items, which are a draw, but these days are not really, worth the time investment that leveling up is, and the special research at level 43, 45, 47, and 50. Now, the rewards at level 50 are kind of cool, and I think one of the stages of rewards you a Lucario encounter. Level 50, you get a Mewtwo encounter, an unknown encounter, but in your eyes, what are the tangible benefits outside of bragging rights for hitting level 50? Um, shiny vibes all... Not really sorry for the long voicemail, because again, I'm in the middle of a half hour daily venture incense, which are an, is an amazing bonus, completely <laughs> underrated by many in the community. And I bring this up. Oh, that would be the connection, because there people are is. saying, why did you not pick catch experience, Um, instead of the daily venture incense? Well, daily venture incense gives me something fun to do that I don't normally do for half an hour. You know, a 15 minute walk isn't as desirable for me as a half hour walk. As weird as that sounds. Anyway, love you both. Chris, very jealous of your Vegas trip and Kyle. I can't wait to bump into you at some point down the road. All right. I think that's me overdone. Bye guys.
1: We love you too, Lachlan. Thank you for the voicemail.
2: (laughs) I feel like Lachlan's probably not going to like our answers because they're probably going to be
1: very similar. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, man I think the bragging rights are reasonable enough, brother.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie it's <laughs> the, the if the goals were more reasonable, yeah. I would understand wanting them to have some kind of substantial driving factor. but the numbers are so big specifically for experience for most players. yeah, that just the the chase of getting there is the satisfaction. Also, you pick the catch experience even after 50 because you like to see numbers go up.
1: That would be the only only reason there. <laughs> yeah. So so if we didn't say that, what do you what other thing do you think you could maybe concoct in your mind as an answer to Lachlan's question? I, I mean,
2: other than that, then if you don't if you want to discount that Lachlan is right, there is no value or drive to get to 50 in the game currently. I don't think that's a bad thing. But it's definitely the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely the case. This, again, this is, this is why we do goal setting in, in our show because back in the day, there wasn't a whole lot like, you know, to motivate people and stuff like that. So we, we built a thing into our show for it. It's what like our caveat is, is what people – that's what separates us from other go shows is and- this goal setting thing. So, th- of course, we're going to feel like that's good enough, you know? <laughs>
2: And, and a lot of people are going to be like, well, when are they going to increase the level cap? That I, I don't see that reasonably happening within the game's lifespan with the numbers that they've chosen.
1: But, yeah, probably not.
2: But what would be really awesome is if they gave you rewards for every milestone of experience anyways. Every, you know, two million experience, you get a legendary encounter of your choice. Ooh. Like, you, you can pick that. That's okay. Because... Even the most hardcore grinder is going to do more from raids than that one encounter, for example. I think there's ways that you can make experience compelling and not have it tied just to the level.
1: Yeah. Everything I would love to see in the future. Sorry, I totally spoke over you there. But yeah, I I 100% agree with you. Experience is the only thing that doesn't really serve a purpose outside of hitting 50. Stardust is a great reward always, you know. candy is always a great reward because you could always use more of it, right? But experience isn't, it'd be really cool to see like a flat sort of like battle pass system that people that aren't 50 and people that are 50 each season could, could do. And the way to get progress on it was experience gain. That would make more sense to me. I think that'd be a good way to tie it back in, but it also like doesn't solve the problem that, that Lachlan is pointing out that, yeah, level 50 is like, yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for the voicemail, Lachlan. Uh, I hope that we do get to see you sometime soon. Um, and you you can be jealous of the Vegas trip, but only be jealous for the back half of it because the front half was a little touch and go for a hot minute there. <laughs> okay, so we've got a few emails to read here. Uh, I'm going to read this first one from Walter. Hello, Chris and Kyle. I'm glad you read my question. I never considered DPS output. What is TDO? Go ahead, Kyle. What is TBO? Uh,
2: total damage output. The amount of damage a Pokemon does based on how long it's alive. So it's, it's bulk times it's DPS, more or less, mm-hmm. is a simple way of saying it.
1: Right. Yep. As for the Pokepole, my most disappointing encounter was an Uber to the airport. I figured I wouldn't have much time after the flight to use my incense, so I popped it in the car. First spawn, Articuno. My team's Galarian bird and had a wonderful CP. My first bird ever. Give it a golden raspberry and had a great throw with an ultra ball, which I was very proud of. Uh, I was very proud of that back then. I wasn't good at being able to land those at that time. One swing, another swing. Athenians wiggle. And swoosh, the bird runs away. Very sad. Thankfully, I caught another Articuno during the trip to Hawaii, but its CP was incredibly low and I couldn't use it for anything but the deck entry. Because I don't use incense that often, it is my only legendary Galarian bird. Sorry for the long email, shiny vibes all, and good luck with the Hoenn Tour stuff like Rayquaza. That'll be a first for me, as well as Groudon and Kyogre. Okay. Hold the phone. Having one Galarian bird is incredible. (laughs) It's more
2: than most people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you're, like, in the top 5% of of players in, in that case. Like, they're not very common. They're really not. Yeah. So congratulations although i completely understand we can all relate with the sense of just uh, when they run from you because it's very frustrating Very very frustrating. see this is why i don't do the daily adventure incense you can't be
2: disappointed if you never try <laughs>
1: that's 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 right that's don't take
2: right. that advice to anything else in your life please. no
1: yeah you miss 100 of the adventure incenses that you don't you don't take take <laughs> you you got me you got me anyway thank you very much for the email Next emails from Liz,
2: and they said, "Guys, obviously the sexy trico sticker is the superior sticker for this season of romance. The eye contact, the foot pop, unbeatable. See included picture for reference." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about postcards though. Y'all are on your own. Sincerely, Liz, aka Captain. Yours truly. That's a good. That's a good one. Trico is a really good one.
1: The trico was a good one. Uh, just all the. Uh, all the same, if anybody's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, this was in reference to a question that was sent in about like what a romantic sticker and or postcard would be for Valentine's Day in Pokemon Go. Yeah. good, Great answer. Uh, we Our next email is from our very own um, OCIC second placer champion, uh, Fish on a Heater, <laughs> and wrote a great email. Hey, all. It's Fish on a Heater. Smiley emoji. Huh? It's fish on a heater. That's right. Sorry. Hey, all. It's fish on a I'm writing to respond to last week's email of... <laughs> He's okay with this, I think I, I'm pretty
2: sure I checked. <laughs> I, I, I he is,
1: he is. I'm sorry for how bad we did it, not that we oh, did it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just it's 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 poorly done. Yep, mm-hmm. um, I am writing to respond to last week's email about Valentine's gifts and pogo. I think there are situations where something within the game can be suitable, uh, a suitable gift on its own. Let me throw a scenario out there. All right, so Kyle and I are going to do some role play. It's not the first time we've done it on this show, we don't do it very often. <laughs> Uh, so which one do you want? You want to take the first roll or the second roll there, Kyle? Uh, I think we both end up calling each other babe at some point in time in here. So don't, don't let that frighten I'll, you. I'll do the, the second one. Sure, okay. I haven't read all of it. So <laughs> All right. Happy Valentine's, babe. I got you something. Oh, honey, you shouldn't have. I totally wanted to. It's in your Pokemon Go account. <gasps> you bought me a ticket for Hoenn Tour? Uh, <laughs> no, not that. Turns to camera, although that would be totally a valid gift as well. Turns back, go to your friends list. You have a new gift from me. Scrolls a beat. Is that is that from insert romantic location? <laughs> it is. Do you remember that was our first date? I do. I kind of knew on that night that we would be long term. So I grabbed that gift and held on to it t- until today. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And ah, I got the plus mine and mineum love heart sticker from it. Wait, you opened it? You remember to pin it first, right? What? <laughs> from Fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, thank you Fish. Appreciate that email. That was a good one. Uh That's good. I can also see this happening in real life like vividly, very vividly. <laughs> <sighs>
2: All right. Next email is from Pauly D, and they said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, first off, without a doubt, you guys have the best Pokemon Go podcast I have listened to. And believe me when I say I listen to a lot of them. But even though your podcast is the most genuine, friendliest, positive, and connectable podcast, in my opinion, the best feature that you guys bring isn't all the latest news, the odd couple antics, the (laughs) lighthearted laughter, and not even the PvP corner segment, which is a mountain of information that Defie and Fish on a Heater bring every week. The biggest takeaway for any trainer is the last segment, goals. Whether you are new to the game or a veteran climbing the grueling level 40s, it's setting personal goals that will propel you to success. You both not only share with your listeners your personal goals, but instill in us us the power to create our own goals. December 4th, 2022, I was inspired by you two to start setting goals. I had just hit level 42. I had a personal goal to average 125,000 experience every day to get to level 43 by Valentine's Day. 70 days, 9 million experience. I made that goal four days early, and now I'm setting my next goal to reach level 44 by Mother's Day. Let's go. 11 million experience by May 14th, 2023. 93 days. Thank you both for inspiring me to set goals. And hopefully my words will do the same to someone else. Not sorry for the long email. Shiny vibes all. Pauly D. I lo- love to hear that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not gonna lie, i going to lie. Whether we make the goals happen or not, the, the setting of them is, is such a big part of playing Pokemon Go mm-hmm. for us in particular. So oh, to oh, yeah. in- inspire and yeah. encourage other people to do it, it just... It makes the game so much better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it it makes doing the show worth it for us. Like this Mm -hmm. is, this is the big takeaway for us, right? That this impacts somebody in a positive way. Right. And and you know, the phrase, that's what I'm talking about. This is literally what we're talking about. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you also for the kind words. We really appreciate it. And I'll make sure to share the uh, positive sentiments with DeFi and uh, fish as well. Uh, This last email is from miles. And they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. I have a quick question for you two. You all been talking about go pluses every now and then, but I have no idea what those are. Can you clarify what they do? What's the point of them? Are they really that useful in the game? Should I get one? And if so, how much are they? Sorry for the long email. Shiny vibes all miles. Okay. This yeah. is kind of a sad answer and we wish it was not a sad answer. So the pokeball plus, which was, uh, a replacement for the what was the it was just the the go plus right the pokemon go plus plus. right which used to be like a little dongle thing and some people still have some working ones and i don't know how because mine never lasted more than like six months at most (laughs) i I have one oh do does it still work it does although it's it's on its way out yeah, I I believe it. Mine always felt like they were on their way out whenever I had them, always from like the first day. <laughs> but anyway, it's a first-party um accessory that connects to your phone via Bluetooth. And what it does is that it will buzz and give you some sort of feedback where you uh it'll tell you if there's a Pokémon nearby or a PokéStop nearby, and you can click the button on it and it'll either attempt to catch it with a regular red ball or it will be um or it'll spin the stop for you without having to open up the app. The Pokeball Plus is the evolution of that device and is the most recent thing that was available. The original Go Plus is no longer in development, and the Pokeball Plus is also no longer in development, unfortunately. You do have a greater chance of finding a Pokeball Plus in the wild than a regular Go Plus, simply due to the age of them. Um, But it's still very difficult to find the Ball Plus. The Ball Plus... Oh, sorry, go ahead, keep going. I mean it's it's almost
2: impossible now. It's been out of production for 3 years, right, unfortunately.
1: And we will tell you as as people that have had the opportunity to ask directly, what's the deal with Pokéball pluses? That there is no answer right now and and the plans are ambiguous and nothing has been communicated, directly confirmation or otherwise of anything. So that's unfortunate. You can still find the Pokeball pluses online, but they will run you quite a bit of money. They used to go for, what was it, 40 or 30 in-store new? It was
2: 40, I think. 40. new.
1: And that is primarily because they also functioned as a uh, Switch Mm Joy-Con. Yep. Yeah. And it was a nice piece of hardware. It still is. I still have mine. Kyle still has his. You know, I use mine for events all the time still. I love it. But I'm so scared that it's going to break and I'm not going to be able to replace it because I don't want to play this game without my accessory anymore because I'm so used to it. I'll I'll live. I'll still play if I need to. But I would really like to not. And it's been years since they've been in production. So, like, I I don't know what the plan is. I mean, we kind of know what the plan is, what happened with Pokemon Sleep. Right, Kyle? I mean. (laughs) Hey, (sighs) Pokemon Sleep's not dead. It's not dead yet and there is a Pokemon Day this upcoming Monday and every single year I'm like is it going to be sleep this year? I don't know.
2: There but was they, also supposed to be the Pokemon Plus Plus tied into sleep, which is why Chris mentioned sleep. So we have no idea what that even means, just like we don't know what sleep actually
1: is. So, right. right. Yeah. But they did say that Pokemon uh Go Plus Plus, that device would would function the same as a regular go plus for go as well as for sleep Uh, we're assuming sleep tracking in some degree right so yeah that's that's the idea there sorry that's not a great answer we wish we could give you a different one but unfortunately that is the state of affairs when it comes to these accessories so if you're able to find one in a store or a friend has one that they're not using because they got it for their copy of let's go pikachu and eevee and they don't play go See if you can maybe buy it from a friend, borrow it from a friend, something like that, and and you might be able to get one that way. Um, who knows? But good luck with uh, any avenue you take. But thank you very much, everybody, that sent in an email, just like these fine folks did, or a voicemail just like Lachlan did and the other two did for PokePole as well. A reminder, you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Visit our website for go, uh, at gocastpodcast.com for all things GoCast, including if you want to double-check the spelling of the email address, Or the phone number, which one more time is 262-586-7717. There is a three-minute limit on the voicemails that it can receive because we use a Google voice number uh, to manage the show. So uh, try to keep it under three minutes. Otherwise, it will probably just hang up on you. (laughs) Sorry, Seattle Uber dad. Sorry. You're not the first person I feel bad every single time. (laughs) But thank you for persevering and sending through another one. We really appreciate it. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. The Facebook page is dead. Ding dong! The page is dead. Which old uh, page? The <laughs> wicked page. It's it's gone. If you'd like to help support the show uh, monetarily, you can uh, via Patreon. That's p a t r e o n ncom forward slash GoCast Podcast. And speaking of patrons and supporting the show, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you to Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Marvin, and Movie Marmer. <laughs> <laughs> marvin and mimi who i got the chance to meet this weekend it was so great to meet Aww. you and see ya yeah sports aka Hisui and ryan who told me this weekend that i didn't have to keep saying sports anymore apparently this is one of the only places that 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 version of his handle is said anymore and i said as long as it doesn't bother you we're gonna keep saying it because it's, now it's part of the it's part of the tag you know <laughs> uh Thayer, jason justin charles modders lee william brandon ethan stephen nick Kelvin our favorite listener drew two and camo I have to say camo reminded me this trip that he has been on this tier for a while and has not made <laughs> no, the list Chris. yeah I'm like oh, I only <laughs> it's have
2: just the same as Justin
1: <laughs> yeah 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 I, I felt really really bad and I was like I'm really sorry he's <laughs> like you know if we weren't talking about this uh we were talking we were talking about it generally speaking uh, oh this is we were, we were at dinner and Ryan was like, "You don't have to say sports anymore when you do the list." And Cam was like, "By the way." <laughs> Chris, Chris. So we, I'm, I'm very thankful we have such gracious listeners and friends. Oh my god! Uh, so thank you, Camo. I'm so sorry. I don't know where you would have been in this list, but now you're the last name that everybody hears for the for the time being. <laughs> thank you. I think it's almost been like a year as well. Like it's been almost a full cycle. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm sorry camo forgive me (laughs) um but if monetary support is not on the cards for you or you're already doing so or looking for some other way to help bolster the show you can of course leave us a review where reviews are accepted like uh apple podcasts and spotify or if you're using the uh the mobile app please 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 leave us a review It, it helps us immensely for discovery and all that good stuff and we got one review since the last time we've uh, recorded together from The Go Boss. It was a five-star review. And they said, I love this podcast, especially PvP Corner. It is so helpful. I heart fish and defi-e. We also heart fish and defi-e, so that's relatable. <laughs> uh, and I think the last thing to do here, Kyle, we got to set some goals, man. And it's Hoenn Tour this weekend, so woo! what's it going to yeah. be? Mm-hmm. Uh, so goal of
2: getting both primals, uh, only three shinies. I'm not, I'm, I'm expecting poorly here. Uh, you're probably right. Mega progress. Got to get back on that grind for all of my megas that are sitting in my inventory. And I also want to make sure I get through any of the research that's possible to complete. I know there's going to be a special research this weekend. So I want to make sure I finish that, you know, make progress on the masterwork. Not not going to get very far on that one, obviously.
1: Oh, I do have to say, you know how the special research they said that you're going to be with re doing stuff again. Mm -hmm. Re was not any part of the Vegas tour stuff.
0: Hmm. So it'll be
1: a separate story altogether. It, I'm yeah. wondering if the rocket takeover is going to be part of it or not, or if that was just Hoenn tour It's Vegas. probably
2: not going to be, because they specified the rockets in terms of Las Vegas.
1: They so. did. They did. Yet another example. We really need like a clear side-by-side sort of thing, like one of those yeah. check boxes and features and stuff that we could have used that, I think, but... Uh, Anyway, okay, those are great goals. For myself, I'm going to do, well, I'm going to try to do 10 shinies. Now, the shiny rates are not really supposed to be that spectacular for this event. That's been kind of confirmed across the board. Some things will be boosted. Other things will not really be boosted at all. Very strange in my opinion, but it is a free event, technically. Max Vago, who is my 100% Groudon. I couldn't find a nice synonym for ground or dirt. Or anything that wasn't just like terra and i'm like i don't know about that one so i was like what about vegas well i'll just name vego and that will be fine <laughs> <laughs> and one shiny regional i'm gonna try hatching a bunch of eggs we'll see if i can't uh if i can't get have some of the sim the same luck hopefully it's not a fifth relicanth i swear to god so if i show considering
2: there's there's no egg enthusiasts and anything to boost your drop rate i'm gonna be surprised if you get like 110k per inventory not gonna right. lie
1: yeah, and I'm I'm immensely prepared for that. I'm immensely prepared for not being able to get the eggs that I want. I'm hoping that they're more common than they normally are, even if they're not all that common generally. You know? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, they are the chase, right? It would be kind of cruel <laughs> to not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to talk about it next. Event. Week. It's a free event. I know. Why did they do this? Why? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody what I've talked to is like, just just charge me five bucks. Bring the shiny rates up, like something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> we'll save all of that sort of conversation for next week. So thank you very much for listening all the way through, dear listener. Um, and we'll see you next week, or episode 227. Good luck with tour, shiny vibes, all that good stuff. Get your primal on. Bye-bye. Bye.